This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. ER Vet is brought to you by Carnivora. Get healthy and stay healthy with nature's nutritional powerhouse. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I'm really excited to be interviewing Dr. Veronica Duvall, who's a diplomat of the American College of Veterinary Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Deborah Lau, president of Carnivore Research International. Did you know that people have used Carnivore for their pets successfully for a wide range of immune challenges for many decades? Here are Carnivore clients sharing their pet's testimonial. Our little dog developed this lymph problem. We took him in for surgery last year. We noticed a lump on his chest that was a lymph node that was swelled up. So the doctor checked it out and had it analyzed and everything. And uh, but the chemotherapy lasted for six months. He started developing more uh, lymph nodes that were swelled up. So I thought I'd just try carnivore. We started that and uh, he really responded. The lymph nodes started to go down, swelling did. Then I took him into the vet to have him checked out and there was no sign of any disease at all inside in the internal organs at all. Call 866-836-8735. That's 866-836-8735. Or visit carnivore.com. That's C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-A.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Really excited to talk to one of my sled dog veterinary colleagues, Dr. Veronica Duvall, hailing us from Canada. Dr. Duvall, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Justine. I'm happy to be here. This is a great show you're doing for all those pet owners out there. Thank you so much. So, as a little bit of background, so our audience knows who you are, I know you're board certified in the American College of Veterinary Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation, that you own the Integrative Veterinary Rehabilitation and Pain Management, and you're also a recent author, which I'm so excited about, and that's also what I wanted to talk to you about today. And you authored a book called Tips for Giving Your Old Dog New Life easy exercises, and more for your senior dog, creating an active, healthy, and happy dog's life. Now, first of all, do you mind just giving us a little bit of info about who you are, where you train, what you do, and where you are? Sure, Dr. Justine. So I was born and raised in the province of Alberta. So that would be the Midwest part of Canada, just uh, east of the Rockies, that province east of the Rockies. So Ever since I can remember, uh, I've always loved animals. I grew up on a farm. Then I just did everything I could to be involved in the world of pets. So I worked at a vet clinic when I was just 14, and then it just you know went from there. I got into vet school, did my DVM at uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, again, Midwest, Canada. So then once I graduated, I came to Calgary, and my first three years of practice were actually in ER. So... 
I did the emergency calling and then I decided I wanted to travel. So I did some uh, locums. And it wasn't until really I had my own personal injury that I went on a different pathway with the veterinary medicine. So I decided that I would make a focus out of pain management. And from there, I trained in acupuncture and chiropractic, Chinese herbal medicine. And it just kept going down that pathway where I finally, in the year of 2015, after 25 years of practice, certainly in the sport world and the pain management world, but I decided to get my diplomat status. So I was one of those different entities of being out in practice for so long, but going through the specialty program. So I did get my boards and now I have those letters behind my name. <laughs> but certainly it's uh, the idea is to integrate um, some different modalities into pain management. So being a vet rehabilitation specialist, why did you end up writing the book and what specific audience did you have in mind for your book? So it's estimated about 30% of our pet population are seniors. And certainly as a rehab specialist, probably 50% or more of my patients are in the senior category. And I have a special place for those senior dogs and certainly their guardians. And it's my part of my veterinary oath to not only treat and manage pain, but to educate their guardians into how to help them as they age and certainly be more active and healthy and, you know, just just live the life that they, they can. Right. So when do we consider dogs to be, quote, senior? Does it matter what breed they are? Absolutely. It's really considered the last 25% of the breed's average lifespan would be considered the senior or when they reach their senior years. And there certainly is breed differences. You know, we know that larger breeds, they age quicker, they mature more quickly. And the number of dog years to human years is what we think. Somewhere it came to, you know, to believe that it was one in seven. But actually, that's not really the case, that larger breeds, again, do mature more quickly. So they are saying that when you're getting a large breed dog or a giant breed, they will age at five to six years and the smaller breeds, anywhere from eight to 10 years. So the answer may be found really in a study that was done some years ago with 15 breeds, and they did a study with telomere, which is part of the chromosome, and it protects our DNA. They've done this study in humans, but they're finding out the length of the telomere will shorten with aging. So they've done this study, interestingly enough, in 15 different breeds. So genetically, though, our dogs may be dealt a certain hand, just like we have been dealt, but factors such as nutrition, exercise, and lean body weight, they all play a significant role in how our senior dogs will, will age. And I agree. You know, it's sad to say that for Great Dane owners, they may not think that five is geriatric, but it is versus a small chihuahua. Again, they can live 10, 12, 15 years. So again, those smaller dogs typically live longer while those giant breeds, unfortunately, have a shorter lifespan. Now, in the ER vet setting, unfortunately, I'll often have Labrador retrievers or geriatric dogs that come in. They're being wheeled in on a gurney. And what we'll see is that they're super painful. They can't get up or they're slipping when they're walking on the floor. And those owners oftentimes are ready to humanely euthanize their dogs. And when I talk to them, I'll say, oh, well, have you tried your dog on a anti-inflammatory or on a pain medication? And a lot of owners haven't even talked to their veterinarian about that. 
So I always tell people, when in doubt, please talk to a vet about that. But what are some classic signs that we need to pay attention to as pet owners that may show that our pet is getting older or more painful? So again, age is not a disease. But having said that, we do see much more problems, conditions with our old rams. It's just, you know, they don't tend to respond as well. Their immunity is, you know, slower, that type of thing. So we do see these different diseases, obviously more in our aging population, pet population. But I just, you know, before when you're, you know, for sure there's a number component to when a dog becomes a senior, but there's specific clues that I like people to, and it's not one, maybe it's a pattern, but even just walking your dogs when you're walking them and they're just a little bit slower. Usually they're way out in front and they're kind of beside you, you know? So that's just saying, hmm, could be age, could be just something else, right? They're a little more hesitant to jump up into the vehicle or on a bed or couches if that's something that you allow. You know, again, not engaging in play as much or in being a little bit more tired sooner. And then you just watch their how they're moving. Maybe they're not picking up their feet as well, or there might be, you know, they're just a little scuffling of their, their back legs. They're just, you know, they're not uh, as bouncy. So these are things to watch out for just for, and just to make sure, is it really an age component or are we painful? And with dogs, I mean, we're talking about the number one problem with aging dogs is arthritis. And that's something I'm sure you're going to ask me about. But one in five, they say one in five dogs generally has that. And I would say that likely is a higher possibility up to almost four in five in our seniors. So these are something, you know, you definitely want to talk to your veterinarian to make sure what can we do, as you say, is there some anti-inflammatory is there, you know, a way to help with a supplement? Is there certain exercises? So these are certain things that, you know, we watch them. I watched my own dog this year. He's just turned 12 and he is starting to age. So these are clues that it's, it's a pattern that we're watching out for. The most important thing to keep in mind is remember, dogs don't usually cry out or whine when they're in pain, especially chronic pain. So, you know, you have to look for some of these signs. Again, really important. I see a lot of dogs being walked outside, especially during COVID. And as a veterinarian, of course, I notice a lot of these dogs are lame or they're limping. And it may not be obvious when you live with your dog. So when in doubt, please check with your veterinarian because they typically don't cry out in pain. It's usually much more subtle. Now, it's really common to see, again, these large breed older dogs develop weakness in the rear legs, like what you're talking about. They have a harder time jumping into the cars or they have uh, it takes a longer time transitioning them from laying down or sitting to standing. Is this arthritis or could it potentially be something different? Well, arthritis is definitely one of those things that it absolutely may be not 100% or it could be a combination of arthritis and something else. Now, we have to remember that as senior dogs age, and it's the same with people, we and they undergo a reduction or a loss of skeletal muscle. The fiber, the actual size of the muscle shrinks, and that's called sarcopenia. And we see this, you know, with the, the extensor muscles or those muscles that are keeping the body up, the anti-gravity muscles. They will weaken, and what presents is really a weakness but a shuffling of the gait. So you might see that. When this decreased strength in muscles happens and they're accompanying tendons, so that's the connection to the bones, which helps move the legs along, 
when we see that there's a decreased support for those joints, so which also helps to help counteract the weight bearing. Now you think of also what helps the body move and what we are connected to the environment. So there's many clues that the environment gives the body, and that's all through what we call receptors in the body, okay? They could be stretch or pressure or touch. This information is all relayed into the body and sent through the nervous system, creates a response in those muscles for movement and balance. But with aging, our receptors decrease in the joints, the tendons, and even to what is connected to the outside, like in the pads of the paws, right? And then the nerve conduction responses will slow. We get a decline. That also is part of aging. You just get slower nerve conduction and you get a decline in the strength. Your balance is off and then you get might get this slipping. You see these dogs will slip when they have a different, when they're getting from a rug versus a floor. So that can account. You can see all these aging processes that are normal, but at the same time, if you see this happen gradually, that could be what I call a normal aging process. But if it happens where they're stumbling or they're very ataxic, really wobbly, we got to make sure that this is not a neurological problem disease. So again, Aging is not a disease, but we do see more of this in our older patients. So make sure if you're seeing that, don't just say this is an older dog, you know, check with your veterinarian that we are not having something that's much more serious. Great point. Great information. And remember that ataxia means that they're walking drunk. So if it seems like they're really wobbly in the back legs, again, can be neurologic. It could be problems with the spinal cord or the way that the nerves talk to the spinal cord or to the muscles. I know in the emergency room, I see a lot of German shepherds with something called degenerative myelopathy. And it's a really frustrating progressive disease of the spinal cord. So again, when in doubt, talk to your veterinarian about that. Now, I did want to talk about the elephant in the room, obesity. Do you mind just giving some information? I know at least in the United States, 40 to 60% of our pets are obese. And that typically means more than 20%. And I notice this as a vet all the time. We know there's a massive association between obesity and osteoarthritis. They've done studies to prove this. In fact, Purina did a 14-year study that found that overweight or obese dogs are more likely to develop osteoarthritis sooner. And you can actually extend your dog's life by 1.4 years on average by keeping them in excellent body condition. So tell me more about obesity. What's some important information that pet owners need to know when it comes to their senior dog that may be overweight? Yes, Dr. Justine, the obesity problem is, as you said, you use that term over 40%. It is something that we're it's an epidemic. And research suggests that there's a direct correlation between owner activity patterns and dog activity. And these are very challenging things to take away, meaning it's hard if you don't get your the owner to do more exercise, then how are you going to have the, the pet do the exercise? So, But we also know that really well documented that weight loss of as little as 11% of the body weight has a extreme positive effect on the symptoms of arthritis because yes, obesity and weight is not just an overweight animal is not just the concussive or mechanical stresses on the musculoskeletal frame or the, the body itself, but adipose or fat tissue also produces inflammation. It's something called adipokines. 
So they are very inflammatory and it's like chronic, chronic inflammation. So no wonder, I mean, it's not just arthritis, but it's a, a trigger for that arthritis. So it's very important that we try to get some of this weight off our, our animals. And we also know that, as you had already mentioned, that Purina study, that's a significant change. Not only the amount of arthritis and inflammation in those dogs is sooner, but we can have a dog that lives longer. So leaner dogs do live longer. And that has been proven. Love that point. Remember, leaner dogs live longer. We'll be right back with Dr. Duvall right after these messages. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try. Hi, this is Deborah Lau, president of Carnivore Research International. Did you know that people have used Carnivore for their pets successfully for a wide range of immune challenges for many decades? Here are Carnivore clients sharing their pet's testimonial. My cat had issues that developed in his eye, and six months later, they had to go ahead and scrape the eye. And three months later, the same ulcer came back on in the same eye. So my veterinarian said, you know what, let's go ahead and remove the eye. So that night, I heard the carnivore on advertising. So I said, you know what, I'm going to order this product. That way, at least I tried. They did the procedure. They did all the tests. To their surprise, they said, I don't know what you did, but I'll see you in two months. I, I kid you not. This product saved his eye. Call 866-836-8735. That's 866-836-8735. Or visit carnivore.com. That's C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-A.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been speaking with Dr. Veronica Duvall about osteoarthritis in dogs. We've been talking about how obesity, unfortunately, can contribute to that. And we've been talking about senior dogs and how we can better care for them. And again, I'm really honored to be able to interview Dr. Duvall to talk about her new book, Tips for Giving Your Old Dog New Life. So important because our dogs are living longer. Our cats are living longer. But now they're succumbing to things like different types of mobility problems. Now, when we see that dog or that cat with arthritis, what can an owner do for them in order to help preserve their best quality life? So we just talked about this, but I hate to be the person that constantly puts this out there, but it absolutely is about lean body weight. You know, we see as animals age, there's a 20% reduction in the metabolic energy that those dogs need. So we can't feed them like a young dog. Having said that, the energy all around should not just be 20% of your protein and your fat and your carbohydrates. The calories are what is important, but also what is important that we know the amount of protein that older dogs 
need compared to younger dogs is almost twice of that per gram per kilogram of body weight. So we really have to be careful that we don't reduce that protein too much. And protein actually can help them have a leaner body condition because if we supply that that protein when we already have the sarcopenia remember what i talked about the actual aging process where we do decrease our muscle mass in our dogs and ourselves that it's really important to maintain that protein in the diet so that's one of the things the other things that is really important is to keep them as active and again if we can reduce their their weight and give them the proper diet then these guys are meant to move. Dogs any size, from the small chihuahuas to the Great Danes, they love to move. They may not move the same way in all across the, the board, but they love interaction, whether they get their feet on the ground or sniffing. It's important for them to be stimulated. So I think that is really an important thing, just to make sure that we are dealing with their body in a mobility way and diet. We want to keep them interactive and certainly engaged in their environment and the people. So we've also known that the smelling component is so important for these dogs. They have a very high sense of smelling and it's a direct connection to the brain. So stimulation of that, that neural component and, and the brain function is very important. You know, you bring up a great point, and I will say that with my last dog, uh, JP, who unfortunately died of a brain tumor, one of the things I regretted was so often we're in a rush when we're walking our dog. My general rule is you should be walking your dog for at least 30 minutes a day, so typically two 15-minute episodes. And when you brought up the nose and the smelling, one of my regrets with JP was I would often tug at him when he was sniffing something and be like, come on, let's move it. When in actuality, I regret not letting him just enjoy life and you know smell whatever he wanted to and not be so rushed. And so really important that we consider that too. Now, you've already talked about you know checking with your vet when it comes to seeing if their dog has arthritis or even getting a body condition score to see if their pet is overweight. We've talked about some things that we can monitor. We talked about what signs to look for. Are there specific exercises that could be important for a senior pet? Absolutely. And in my little book, it's really a guide to a few of these exercises that specifically help with strengthening and specifically the core and the rear. And they don't necessarily have to be started when they're old or senior. They can be started at any time and they really don't require any equipment. It's really what you can do around the house. So I talk about just sit to stands or tall sits. So they're engaging in their core. I talk about, for instance, this is one of my favorites that anybody can do with any dog at any age is coming in and into the after a walk. And I live in a very <laughs> seasonal place, as you do, with snow, rain, etc. But I have made it a habit. My dogs come in, they get their feet wiped. So they get their feet wiped. I do one foot, they stand on three. They have to do this balancing. And I've made it where they also will stand with their front feet on top of the one step. And so I am lifting them up and actually they're engaging their core all the time, every day, two to three times a day, it happens. So if we can do that, it's not just an exercise three times a week, it's every day, twice a day will help that core 
activity and certainly as they age, it's going to help them tremendously. So those are specific things at home. You can walk them over rocks or over little pools to get that core engagement and also helps the rear strengthening. So just keeping that in mind that we don't have to take them for big runs or get them on a treadmill. We have to really be focused on what that strength is doing to keep that the frame in alignment. And we see all these older dogs, especially in the rear end, and that is just because their core is decreased in the, the rear strength muscles. So these are certain exercises, easy to do, very, it doesn't take, you know, but there's a guide of pictures in there too. So it helps. But that is one thing. I do want to mention that the other thing for seniors, non-slip flooring, very important when we get this weakness, really helps so we don't have to worry about them injuring or sliding out because the adductors also will be weaker. And so important to keep your dog's nails trim because the nails, the length of the nails create a longer lever. They actually produce this compensation type of posture, which can put more strain on different joints. So we're really, it's not aesthetic. It really does neurologically help those dogs to have a better frame and core and stronger on their feet. Great. Thanks. Great information. A lot of people forget about that, especially if they're not exercising their pet a lot. I joke that I don't actually trim my dog's nails. I just exercise him on concrete. So I walk, <laughs> walk him a lot. So that, that helps for me. Now, what supplements might you recommend for a senior dog? So the supplements that certainly the most studies and will give you the best results are the omega-3s. Now, these are the long name ones, and they're shortened to DHA and EPA. So those are the ones you want. You want it to be a marine fish base. You don't want any of the flaxseed, which do have an omega linoleic, but they're just not very well absorbed, and they don't have the anti-inflammatory effect as these DHA and EPA do. So we know that studies show, especially in arthritis, that this will make a difference. And some of the foods we see have the supplement in it. So you got to make sure though, labeled dose on a lot of these, it's good and it may help, but we might have to go higher. So that's something your veterinarian can help you with. So that's definitely number one. When I see senior dogs and they're not on that supplement before they even have problems, I want them on it. There are some other ones that glucosamine has many different studies and really there's still a wavering whether it's an absolute essential. I think it's non-harmful and if we can get it before we have any joint issues, it certainly is a benefit. Whether it will help at the time, uh, that's you know uh, that's still not a confirmed yes. And some, some of these are like 10 to 30 times the amount on the laboratory level. So that's a lot of supplement that cre can create some dietary problems there. So the other ones that I want to talk about that they're becoming more in vogue, turmeric or um, curcumin, really the absorption is poor in dogs. So they are doing some study with liposomal encapsulated turmeric, which may give us some benefit, but that's still too early to tell. And the other one that shows a lot of promise is Boswellia, which is the resin from Boswellia is called frankincense. You may have heard of that. So Boswellia has a lot of positive effects. It certainly has been used in some of the animal supplements. And it's showing in a human study that it helps with arthritis. 
So keep an eye out. There are many, but we want to make sure that we just don't throw them out there when we're giving a bunch of turmeric, but really doesn't do anything. And it can create some gastrointestinal disorders or just some diarrhea. You don't want that, right? So certainly important that the omegas, absolutely, we want uh, the dogs on. I've also heard some people go, well, I give my, my dogs a lot of fish. Sardines is certainly not the amount in that diet to create what we want for the supplements to, to help with the arthritis. Great information. Now, I know you specialize in canine sports medicine and rehab, but you also have training in acupuncture. When might you recommend acupuncture for senior patients? So I would say early on or anywhere along the treatment pathway. It really is such a great tool. So many studies that that show of its pain management and it can be used as an adjunct. You don't have to take away the medication. It just can add on. But there's really no contraindications for any animal to be getting acupuncture, except they may not like it. But I really, in all the years that I've been treating animals and treating dogs, I really don't, I would say there it's less than 10% that really say, don't put that needle in me. And if that's the case, then I will do, I will use the laser and stimulate acupuncture points. But for those dogs that have drug sensitivities, they can't take the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or they're very hypersensitive to any of the other pain medications. It's definitely worth the consideration. Now, I'm also going to say that all this advice is excellent for humans as we also age. And I will say that I became a firm believer in acupuncture after I went through several sessions due to chronic pain in my shoulder. And so when in doubt, please talk to your veterinarian about this. Please don't start a supplement without consulting with your veterinarian or the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center because rarely it can be detrimental. So you always want to check with your vet first. But some great takeaways. Biggest thing is our dogs and cats can live longer and a happier life when we keep them in good body condition. I know we oftentimes will try to feed our pets as a way of showing our love. We give more treats, but it's actually more love to take them for a longer walk or to exercise them more because science studies have shown that your dog can live longer, the skinnier they are. We also want to minimize the osteoarthritis that they develop please know that there's fantastic exercises that you can do and there are things you can set up at home. You can always see if veterinary rehab specialist in your area. So when in doubt, make sure to check out Dr. Duvall's book, Tips for Giving Your Old Dog New Life, Easy Exercises and More for Your Senior Dog. And I know that's available as an ebook on Amazon. Dr. Duvall, thank you so much for joining us today. Fantastic information. Thank you, Dr. Justine. It's a pleasure. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Dr. Veronica Duvall and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on petliferadio.com.